Welcome to the DJ Cross Talk Podcast with your host, DJ JP. All right, all right, all right. Well, good morning, Mr. Tyler, and welcome to the DJ Cross Talk Podcast. My name is DJ JP, and I'm um, the owner and founder. And uh, I just love to interview new and great, interesting people that I find out there that's doing good stuff for the industry. So I'm going to jump right into it and just tell me a little bit about Tyler. What What do you do in the industry, sir? So I am primarily a wedding DJ. Um, I started doing weddings back in probably 97, 98-ish. So I've been around for about 23 years or so. You don't look um, that old, sir. I am 37 years old. Oh, younger. wow. You started young. <laughs> I did. So I started DJing when I was uh, 12-ish, and I did my first solo wedding when I was 16. Wow. Okay. Wow. I hope they didn't have any alcohol there. But uh, okay. They did. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay, go ahead, man. I'm yep, like, I mean, times were definitely different back then, you know. I mean, there was, you know, less strict protocols and stuff like that. And it was just basically people getting together and having a good time. Okay. Uh, so you do mostly weddings. You started at the age of 12. So where are you from? Where do you, where, where you work out at? Where are you? So I am in Massachusetts. So I'm in primarily the uh, the, the Boston, Southern New Hampshire market. Um, you know, I'm kind of in between the two of them, you know, 10 minutes from New Hampshire and half hour from Boston. So I'm kind of smack dab in the middle of the two States. Um, but you know, I go all over New England, basically, you know, I do Massachusetts, Rhode Island, Connecticut, um, you know, Southern New Hampshire. Um, you know, I, I love doing, you know, rustic style weddings. So there's a lot of barns and stuff around, so it works out really well. Well, okay. So now the big question, because uh, we have a mutual friend and Brian that lives in the Boston area. Brian, do. yep. And uh, he told me about Harvest a while back, but I had kind of already set my calendar for the year. But I'm definitely going to put it on the radar for next year. But how did you come up with the creation of Harvest of Sound, or what made you create Harvest of Sound? So it, it's kind of a weird story. So probably, ah, man, I don't know, fifteen years now. Um, you know, me, Chris Carr, who's the, uh, the co-founder of Harvest of Sound, mm-hmm. um, you know, we were members of the, um, the, the DJ, uh, what is it? The DJ US DJA. Okay. It was. Uh, um, you know, they had the Boston, Massachusetts area market back then. And, uh, you know, Mike Fernino was the, was the president. Um, you know, we all got together one time at my uncle's office, you know, it was probably 10 of us, you know, it wasn't anything big. Um, you know, we all brought speakers at the time, you know, that was when the QSCs were, were first starting, come, first started coming out. The Altos had just came out. Um, you know, Yorkville had just come out with a new powered box and stuff like that. So I think we had, I don't know, maybe like five or six tops and three or four subwoofers out, um, you know, that we listened to in this small 10 by 10 room. Um, you know, so that was basically the first speaker shootout that we had. Um, shootout. Yeah, oh, so that was kind of the, the starting point of, of, you know, Harvest of Sound. You know, last year when we did it, me and Chris were talking, it had to have been September of September or October of uh, 2021. That's when we had the first, like, official Harvest of Sound. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and Chris was like, hey, you remember, you know, whenever we did that that thing back at your uncle's office, I was like, yeah, that was pretty cool. He was like, I wish we could do something like that again. I'm like, we can. <laughs> so, you know, from there, I think we planned last year's event, you know, it worked out really, really well because uh, Chi-Town Shani's uh, birthday is that same weekend that we had it, you know, so she came in. So we had a speaker shootout in the beginning with Ben Stowe. And then the second half was a party for, uh, you know, you know, Shani. So it was a good time. It was kind of hectic. You know, we threw it together in about 20 days, <laughs> you know, so there was really no prior planning going into it. It was at like a Italian American club or something like that in Quincy. Um, there was... 
supposed to be like 40 or 50 local people. Um, we ended up having almost 170 people from, I think it ended up being like 26 or 27 different states. It oh, was, okay. Last year was pretty crazy. Um, you know, it wasn't organized well at all. You know, there wasn't really anything that was put into it. It was basically just us playing, you know, uh, you know, pink noise over all the speakers for, you know, people to hear, you know, what the, the peak levels are and what the frequency responses of the speakers were and stuff like that. Um, so that's kind of how Harvest of Sound was born. You know, last year was just a speaker shootout and a party. Okay. <laughs> and then, you know, obviously this year we went a little bit bigger than that. You know, we, we were at the Revere Boston Common Hotel in, uh, in, in Boston, which was about five times the size of where we were last year. Um, you know, last year we didn't have any seminars. You know, we had Gabriel Gazzaro who kind of talked for 15 minutes to fill in while we were kind of transitioning from the speaker <laughs> shootout to the party. Um, oh, and that was pretty much it, you know. Um, this year we brought in some some pretty amazing people in the industry. You know, we had people like Mitch Taylor, um, David Hanscom. You know, we had uh, Brandon Ragoza did a... Uh, did an expo kind of last minute for us, mm -hmm. um, you know, and then we had our, our keynote, which was, which was Cleveland Terry. Um, oh. You know, he's never spoken during a seminar at a, at a conference before, you know, he's done panels and stuff at like the DJ uh, at the DJ expo and stuff like that. Um, but, you know, we did a lot of first this year that, you know, people haven't done before, you know, like I said, we had Cleveland Terry uh, talking uh, Glenn Render was supposed to talk, but unfortunately he, he, uh, he got sick. So he wasn't able to, mm -hmm. um, we had Ernie Lara. He talked for the first time. Um, we had Justin, the DJ. He talked for the first time. You know, so we had a lot of firsts that happened. Um, you know, and the seminars were absolutely amazing. You know, these these guys have been in the industry. They're respected in the industry. They know what they're talking about and what they're talking about. You know, mm -hmm. so you know, we bring in people like uh, Jess McKelvey. You know, she did a meal plan your Instagram, where she teaches people how to do Instagram reels and how to gain more organic followers. Um, and then we followed that up with, you know, somebody like Justin, the DJ, who just has an amazing presence on TikTok and Instagram. He kind of filled in all those blanks and, you know, kind of taught everybody that was there, you know, how to gather content at a, at a event and what content to get, you know, because not all content is good content, you know, just no, because no. you're putting stuff out there doesn't mean that it's doing anything yeah, for you, you know? Yeah. So, so Justin being the absolutely ridiculous TikTok person that he is, um, you know, he was able to come in, you know, and, and teach the attendees how to get that correct content, actually get views and stuff like that on TikTok and Instagram. So, so uh, quick, quick question. So why did you take it to another level? Why did you go to a conference with speakers and all that? Did you I have to throw this in? Was there something missing at other conferences or did you guys just want to do it? I want to do it my way. I want to I want to do it like this so I can get what I want out of it. Yeah, it selfish. That's pretty much it. Exactly. You know, obviously there's pros and cons to every conferences. You know, I personally feel that smaller conferences are better, you know, okay. because you're not, you're not days away from, you know, meeting people and, you know, people aren't a quarter mile away doing something. There's not 75 different things going on at the same time. You know, we wanted it to be as flow friendly as possible, you know, so at any given time, there was only one person speaking on the main okay. stage except for the breakout rooms. You know, we had three different breakout rooms where we had Lou Paris do one on CRMs. Um, we had Brian Smith, you know, our, yes, our guy, Brian Smith, yeah. he did a, a very short DMX tutorial and then a, a large sound switch tutorial. Okay. Um, and then Mike Napoli did kind of an advanced uh, mixing 
course um, during the breakout room. So during the breakout room, you could choose where you went or you could go in and, and peek in on all three of them. Um, but besides that breakout, breakout room at any given point in time, there was only one thing happening, you know, which we think is very important because when you go to some of the larger expos, there could be five or six different seminars going on at the same time. Yeah. And you if know, you so- don't, if you don't, yeah, I hate that. So I, usually I go to every conference with my wife. I really would like to take some of my team sometime. You know how that can be. But, uh, yeah. and there's just, I mean, you want to hit all these different ones and, you don't want to miss anything, and I hate that we don't. I hope I don't know how you did, George. Did you have lunch breaks incorporated? Not really. So okay. ours is a little bit different. So we have, you know, during lunchtime we have kind of a, a large area of things happening. So on the first day we had the speaker shootout, which was a four-hour period. Okay. You know, so you could go and listen to your speakers, go grab something to eat, come back, and still listen to speakers. Yeah, but you weren't missing the class. That's my exactly. Whole thing. Yeah, exactly. So. And then okay. on the second day, um, we had the exhibit floor that was open. Okay. So the exhibit floor was open from twelve to six, but okay. from twelve to three there was no seminars. So okay. you could go and grab lunch and something like that. And then on the third day we ended at one. So you know there was nothing, you know, drastic going on with that. Did we build in like dinner times and stuff like that? No, um, it's definitely something that we have on the radar for next year. Um, you know, kind of put a half hour ish break in between, you know, a four o'clock and a five o'clock seminar, you know, to make sure that people can go in, you know, not hungry. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so you learn by doing, yes. you know, they don't build in lunch breaks at like DJ Expo or Max or stuff like that. You know, they just have stuff happening all the time and you kind of just decide where you want to eat, you know? Yeah. And I mean, it's yours. So, you know, and you probably had a feel for it too. Cause I mean, there's, I've been to some, uh, well, it's over now. So I can say it mobile beat. <laughs> I mean, there's you going out, you up early, you're out late, you come back, you go to class, and it just goes all the way to five o'clock with no breaks. Yeah, I mean, we, constant class. We did it a little bit different. Um, yeah. you know, we didn't start as early as Mex because sometimes Mex and DJ Expo they start at eight nine o'clock in the morning. Uh huh. You know, which it works. Um, but you know, if you're out the night before, you don't really want to get up at eight o'clock in the morning. So we start at ten. You know, yeah. so ours goes typically from ten to six or seven, depending on which day it is. Okay, and. So, so, uh, this is your first one, official first one. So official, you, yeah. We don't do we don't count it, last year. Last year was it, like point five. How do you feel it went? <laughs> this year went better than we could ever imagine. Um, you know, we had a lot of help. A lot of people came in, kind of helped out, like Nikki Nell and, and you know VSP. They came in huge with the stage design for the main stage. You know, just absolutely blew away our expectations. Um, you know, obviously Ben Stowe came in, Ben Stowe and Lou Paris ran the, uh, the speaker shootout, which hands down went better than we could have planned. Um, you know, last year was hectic just because we didn't really know what to do. You know, it was, it was partly made up as we went and some prior planning this year, everything was pre-planned. So we went in there with a plan, you know, Lou and Ben executed that plan for the speaker shootout perfectly. And that that's big for us because we are the only ones that do a speaker shootout. We're the only place in the United States where you can go hear 60 different tops against each other, you know, 20 different subs against each other in a full size real world condition. You know, you can walk into like a guitar center and listen to speakers, but you're in a 15 by 15 room. So you're not getting the dynamics that you would in a larger room, you know, being in a ballroom, we're able to push the speakers a little bit more than you would be able to. in something like that, you know, even when you go to some of the other conferences, you know, like base boss and RCF, they stick them in these really, really small rooms. And you're not getting the full 
potential of that speaker in that small room because you're not able to hear what that speaker sounds like 30, 40 feet away. So what we do is we go into a ballroom that's 120 feet wide and 80 feet deep, you know, a standard size, you know, four or 500 person ballroom. Mm-hmm. And we push the speakers, you know, when we're playing music over them, we're pushing them pretty hard, you know, not, not to the point where we're going to hurt them, but you know, enough that people can hear what they sound like in a room that size, yeah. you know, and that's partly why we do what we do because it's hard to buy speakers based on specs on a website. Yeah, absolutely. So you guys did RCF, QC, QSC, EV, yep. uh, what were some of the other brands? JBL, EAW, LD, and Bose came in huge. They brought pretty much everything that they have. DAS, um, did they come? Uh, DAS did not come this year. Um, we are in the talks with them about coming next year, so there's a good chance that DAS will be involved next year. Okay. Anybody underground that surprised you or a smaller brand or, or a brand that really you thought were just – totally better than what you thought so i it, it i haven't heard all of the ld stuff until mm-hmm. they were there ld absolutely blew away my expectations you know not only with their column arrays you know obviously they have the maui series the you know the five go mm-hmm. the 11 the 28 and the 44 you uh-huh. know I, i've heard all of those before but they came in this year with their stinger series which you know they have a stinger 28 which is dual eights you know with the horn in between and then they have the stinger 12 you know which are their wood cab design boxes And those things just absolutely blew me away. You know, another one that kind of got me was the Bose F1. You know, I have, I haven't really heard the Bose F1 in person except for like a DJ Expo. Mm -hmm. Um, But again, completely different circumstance, you know, having them set where they're supposed to be set and then hearing them play music by themselves in a room, those things just blew away my expectations as well. And then so, my speakers, the just EAWs. A quick, quick question, though. Did Go they, for it. How many did they have per side uh, of each one? One? Or just a yeah. set of two? No, so we just did one per speaker. Um, there's really no need to do two, you know, because you're going to get the same effect. You know, if you're standing directly in front of one speaker or if you're standing in between two speakers, if the speakers are designed correctly and produce sound correctly, you're mm-hmm. going to get the same effect. No, I was just wondering if you did it so you could kind of get a feel for the room, like divided on each side of the stage, or you just put one speaker in the middle. Smack dab in the middle. Yep. Sure. Yep. All we right. did everything in the middle. So the way that we did it was we had a point in the room where we brought every, every speaker to, and we already had the microphone set up. You know, when Ben came in, he, you know, calibrated the microphones. They, they were like super high quality reference mics, like $600 mics. It was crazy what he brought. Um, yeah. But, you know, he he referenced everything to 94 dB, you know, set them to where they're supposed to be. And then we tested every speaker with pink noise before anybody got there because pink noise is like the most ridiculous sound in the world. Um, but we tested everything at 94 dB. Mm-hmm. Then the following day when we had the actual speaker shootout, you know, we only pink noise them for five or 10 seconds each just to set them all to 94 dB. Okay. And then we played music over them while we were playing music over them. That's when we started pushing the speakers a little bit too. So we would push them till they were about to peak and then back them off a little bit, just so you get the full sense of the well, volume of the what they itself, probably so. can do. So what were you about to say about your speakers? So you- I have, I have the EAW RS 153s, which is a speaker oh. that I bought last year solely based off the specs on a website. Okay. Now, EAW has been around forever. You know, they're they're made here in Massachusetts. You know, they they were at Woodstock. They've been everywhere. Okay. You know, so I, I had some pretty high expectations for those speakers, and those speakers produced about as well as I could imagine. Okay. My my favorite top that was there and just absolutely destroyed every expectation I could ever have would be the EV ETX10. For a little ten wow. inch speaker, uh-huh. that thing that thing pounds, and it gives off some amazing sound. Wow. What about the column arrays? What did you like uh, column-wise? 
I mean, columns are tough, um, you know, because there, there's there's pluses and minuses and pros and cons to every column, right? You know, some of them are deeper. Some of them have more highs. Some of them are more mid-heavy. So it really depends on what your sound palette prefers. Um, as far as the column arrays, my two favorites would have had to have been the Maui 44 Go and the Maui 28. Okay. Um, my next favorite from there would be the EV... Um, Evolve 50 and then the Bose L1 Bose L136 with the Pro 2 sub. Wow, I hate my mine there. didn't even make the top three. Uh, Which one's yours? RCF guy. RCF, I do like. Um, <laughs> the, the, the thing is, is with the RCFs, it, it, what I like about the RCFs is that they're adjustable. And, and yeah. I feel that having an adjustable speaker like that is definitely a major pro. Mm -hmm. I didn't have any negatives besides. The fact that the tops are kind of small and they don't get super loud. You know, something like the Evox 12 is going to be comparable to something like the 44. Yeah. But now you're talking about 150, 160 pounds that you're moving around you yeah. know, versus, you know, something smaller that could be in the 60, 70 pound range. Yeah. You know, so it really comes down to practicality over performance at that point. So Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, I got those. I'm a QSC RCF guy. And got some evs but you know you you get in the market you get stuff you hear what people say and you yep. yeah and like you said there's nothing like and you go in those sound rooms and it's just a little 12 by 12 you got some uh what is it boss baseball uh, the base bosses in that it's tiny little room away, yeah. the rcf room qsc so you really don't get a feel for it and i've been exactly. to conferences where you had one sponsor on stage and they'd run yep. everything full but that's not comparing. So I yeah. like that. I'm I'm definitely gonna try to. I already talked to my wife about trying to pencil it in next year, uh, trying to get up there and check out Harvest Fest because I, I definitely I, the Boston is on my list of places I've never been there, so I want to get to Boston. And I, I saw mean, Boston in December. I can do some stuff while they were there. Boston in December is a great time. Just make sure you bring a jacket. <laughs> bring a jacket to ball. bring a jacket yep actually okay. I, I will tell you that that this year when we did it the weather was absolutely amazing the yeah. first two days i was outside in a t-shirt yeah because the second good, day i had to throw on a sweatshirt because i think it dropped a down good to like friend of mine justin he was going around i was following him he went to every spot he could go to you know and just posting it on instagram and uh, while he was there between this, I'm going to see that. He went to go see a whole bunch of stuff. So I thought, yeah. okay, that'll give me a chance uh, to get up there and see some stuff if everything is going good, everything's going good. So you told me all the good. So as a DJ, I know, and as a if you're a planner, you know, you sometimes you there's stuff behind the scenes that nobody sees. So yes. what are some of the things you think you're going to improve or do better next year? So I think the, the biggest thing that we're going to do is we're going to have one person kind of handle all of the production, you know, including, you know, sound, lighting, um, mm -hmm. video production and stuff like that. You know, this year we were trying to handle as much of it as we could without having to say, hey, can you help us out with this? And it kind of came back to bite us in the butt a couple of times. Mm -hmm. um, you know, nothing bad, nothing catastrophic. Um, you know, it's just there. there's minor things that we don't personally know how to do that the production companies that we work with do. You know, like VSP, everything they do is top notch. You know, they yeah. helped us out huge with the stage, the, you know, bringing the lighting, setting up the projector screens and the projectors and stuff like that. But uh, at the end of the day, I think having, you know, if, if they're going to come back with us this year or next year, I think having them handle all of that production aspect versus us trying to say, okay, you handle this, we'll handle this would make things flow a little bit better. You know, there'll be less issues with, you know, 
connecting a laptop or something like that. Mm -hmm. Or, hey, we forgot an HDMI cable. Can we borrow one? You know, stuff like that. Um, and then for the party, we are definitely going to have some sort of security. <laughs> oh, really? It's one of those things we didn't think about. And, you know, nothing, some stuff happened, you know, that that shouldn't have happened that, you know, we took care of. But at the end of the day, it kind of opened our eyes to understand that there's some people there that aren't necessarily in the same league as us and not necessarily, you know, there for anything else other than the party because the, the party itself is open to anybody that wants to come. You buy a ticket, you can come to the party. Mm -hmm. You know, so so some stuff happened that we had to take care of. And instead of us personally taking care of it next year, we'll have security deal with it. OK. All right. All right. So that that's not bad if that's all that you, you know, you have from behind the scenes. I know there's sometimes we might feedback little things like that. But yeah, I mean, stuff like that happens. You know, I mean, we had we had a power outage at the beginning of the uh, at the beginning of the party that we kind of overcame pretty quick. I think that set us back about 10 minutes. Um, and then we had, you know, some minor sound issues during the party where. For some reason, we still don't know why, the mixer decided it just wanted to stop sending an output signal to, you know, one set of speakers, you know, because at that point we were running, I think, five or six different outputs for the for the party because we used a different sound system for the party than we did for the uh, for the seminars and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, but for whatever reason, it decided it just wanted to stop sending a signal to the whole right side of the speakers. So we had to kind of swap over to another mixer, um, and that put us about another 10 minutes behind. So, you know, stuff like that is going to happen. You know, mic feedback is gonna happen when you have different people up on stage and you can't you know mic check every single person and set parameters for every single person and stuff like that you know but you know we had david mears um and and matt orton handling the sound and the two of them just did an amazing job okay you know, i couldn't have asked for more so now that you've done it is this something that you want to keep going or you just was it okay i got it done or am I going to keep doing it? Or do you have a timeline? Okay, we're going to do this five years. It won't be 25-year anniversary. You know, what What? What are your thoughts, right? You know, if, after the first successful one, what are your thoughts as far so as... So we're, we're going to keep doing it because, like I said, you know, I, I'm a small conference guy. You know, I, I love the small conferences that are 300 people and under. I just think the, you know, the intimacy of a smaller event is better than you know, some of the larger stuff. I still like the larger ones. You know, I still go to DJ Expo every year and stuff like that. Um, but there's nothing over here as far as a small event goes. You know, the closest we have is Chicago. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Chicago from me is either a 16-hour car ride or a four-hour plane ride. You know, so there, there's nothing basically from Chicago over. You know, so we feel that it's important to have something kind of in every area so that people that may not be able to, you know, go to some of these other conferences, you know, this is closer to home. You know, anybody in New England can have, you know, a, a conference that they can come and stay at within, you know, two to three hours of where they are. You know, so it's a little bit different than having to drive, you know, five, six hours to New Jersey or, you know, take a six hour plane ride to Las Vegas or, you know, a four hour plane ride to, to Chicago. You yeah. know, those are still amazing places, you know, and, and they do absolutely amazing work when they do their conferences. You know, but we feel that something on the eastern side of the United States was needed. So, so I have to throw curveballs. So when you mentioned me with this, it. what did people tell you? What was the initial feedback when you start throwing the fact out there that you were getting ready to do a conference? So, I mean, we can start with last year. Um, you know, last year was way, way bigger than we ever thought it was going to be. You know, it was, uh -huh. it was four or five times bigger than we thought it was going to be as far as number of attendees. Um, this year we didn't really hit our mark of where we wanted to be. We wanted to be at 200. We ended up about 140. Okay. Um, you know, so we were almost there. 
Um, you know, so our, our ultimate goal is to be anywhere between, you know, 250 and 300. Okay. Um, if we go the next couple of years and we're still not hitting that number, then we need to, we either need to decide, Hey, are we going to kind of cut this down a little bit to, you know, save some money and fit within that budget of the amount of people that are coming? Or are we going to say, okay, that was amazing. We did what we did. That is what it is. You know, but I, I think, especially with the ticket sales that we already have going now, I think next year is going to be, next year is going to be a big, big show. Okay. All right. Cool, cool, cool. So at least you, you already got a plan or a strategy, but you still didn't say what was the feedback you got from people when you said. Very positive. Very, very positive. Um, because of the location, the time, or just something different? I think it's just the general assembly of how the show was. You okay. know, it wasn't chaos it wasn't people trying to go to six different places at once um you know obviously we have the speaker shootout which nobody else has i i have not heard anything negative about the show from anybody that's gone there um you know everybody i've talked to you know me and cleveland have chatted a little bit um me and um mike walter talked me and joe bunn talked um you know obviously i talked to aaron ernie uh brian mm -hmm. smith mike napoli you know mitch taylor all positive you know okay. and then the people that were there all positive, you know, so that, that kind of just pushes us to do it again, even bigger next year. So. Okay. Well, I'm going to go after I ask this next question. So if someone's interested in presenting, having a booth or performing at the conference, how do they get in contact with you or what do you have a way for them to submit or what, what's the step? Yeah, absolutely. So if, if anybody's interested in being a vendor, a sponsor or a speaker, um, they can email us at info at harvestofsound.com. Info um, at harvestofsound.com. Okay. Info at harvestofsound.com. And then if anybody's looking for tickets, just go to the website, uh, harvestofsound.com. So got to dig in the weeds. How much are tickets? How, you know, is there early bird or yes. what, how, how does it so run? So tickets right now are 175 That is our early bird special. Um, and full access is going to, that's access. everything. Yep. Okay. So we don't do, we're not doing, you know, buy this ticket, get access to this, buy this ticket, get access to this, buy this okay. ticket. It's just too hard to manage. There's, there's just too much going on to say, okay, here's one day, here's one day, here's one day, you get a party pass. You know, we are doing party passes again this year, but um, yeah, for everything else, you know, it's 175 right now. That's the early bird special that gets you access to everything, you know, all How three days. How long is that good for? That's uh, till we shut it off. Uh, right now that is scheduled to end February 31st. Okay. All right. I got, well, there's no February 31st. Then it's the 30th. It's the last day of February. 28th. That's it. Yes. <laughs> You're trying that to one. trick someone. Hey, man, you said February the 30th. No, I'm sorry. I I'm, I am sorry. It's January. Okay. I was going to say, because I was going to, I'm going to hold, you know, people going to hold off for the last minute. He's talking about nope. Hey, that happened this year. We sold, you know, the last week this year, I think we sold 15 or 16 tickets in the last like two days. Yeah, yeah, I know. So, yeah. But yeah, January thirty first. When January thirty first, something you know how yeah, exactly. So, DJs are very, very last minute people. So <laughs> everybody's last minute people when it comes to concerts, shows, anything. Very so, true. What does it go to? What is the price if you don't get in on the early bird? So after January thirty first, it'll go up to two twenty five. Okay, that's well, still not bad. We're man. still the cheapest You're conference. Still around. trying to look at getting between two hundred and three hundred people or somewhere. Mm -hmm. The goal this year is to get two hundred. Yep, somewhere in that area. Okay. You know, and, and, and this year we're looking at a, a different hotel that's a little bit bigger than the one that we were at before. 
Um, rooms are a little bit cheaper, not much, but a little bit cheaper, and drinks are a lot cheaper. For the so you do on the room block. So what's the room yeah. rate that the hotel? Uh, they haven't given us given it to us yet, but I believe the room rate is going to be somewhere between one thirty and one fifty. Okay, all right, and it's a three day conference starting Monday till yep. Wednesday. So it starts Monday at ten a.m. and ends Wednesday. We'll probably end around two or three this year. Okay, all right. Man, that's good. I, I'm definitely going to try to talk to the CFO and see if she'll let me go or if, she, if we can go. If you need a good word, let me know. I'll be happy to jump in for you. I'm. On, she always listens to the podcast, so uh, I'll put her on to the podcast and say, hey, check this out, dear, and he's doing something. And, you know, we can listen to all those speakers. You always, you know, and then you and there's there's going to be there's going to be a lot more speakers this year and there's going to be a lot more equipment vendors this year. So we, we do have some, some things in the works with a couple of equipment vendors that are going to be there. Um, mm -hmm. Some really, really big names in the industry where some newer stuff that they're going to be releasing towards the end of next year is going to be brought with them. So it, there's okay. a very, very good chance that our conference will be the first place where you'll be able to play with some of the new stuff. So, uh, was Rekordbox pioneering of those guys there? Uh, no. So I, not this year. Um, you know, like I said, we're talking to some people about well, next you year. Don't you know. have to. I mean, everybody's been bad on Pioneer. The big boys or some of those guys hadn't been coming out as much. So it's not a bad thing. They just pull back because I don't think I've seen QSC at anything since the last mobile beat. I haven't seen QSC at anything in probably the last six years. Yeah. So it's and, been a while. Know, we've, reached out to, we've reached out to all the speaker manufacturers. And this year, with the exception of LD, Bose, and well, even EV, you know, Rachel Lynch, Rachel Lynch brought all of her stuff, but she, you know, represented EV. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, JBL, um, you know, Turbo Sound, uh, Bass Boss, RCF, none of those manufacturers wanted to come out. So Are they West Coast? Some of them are. Yeah, I know baseballs is West Coast. I yep. think. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, that and that, like you say, but doing something in your neck of the woods is it's good because the DJs who don't want to make that five six hour flight to Vegas, who right, you know, and it just gives them something different. So I like the fact that you guys created something different. Yeah, and, and like I said, you know, we're we're always innovating. We're always talking to people. So we we do have some stuff in the works where there's going to be many many more vendors that next year than there was this year. Yeah. You know, they a lot of these vendors wanted to see how the first year went, and a lot of them kind of jumped on the bandwagon after they heard how That's it went. Good. So, so, so you're gonna stay as long as we support. Exactly, as long Those as the guys community supports and us. Girls we'll be there. and DJs and DJettes keep supporting my man Taylor and Chris, uh, the co-founders of. Uh, and don't forget Lou Paris. Lou Paris is huge Lou in this Paris as well. Too, uh, the whole team. I mean, you can shout out to all your boys, whoever's in with you. I don't know. I'm not behind the scenes. I just. <laughs> I just saw you and I said, hey, I got to get that guy on the podcast before the year is out. And I want to talk to him and see how it went because, you know, we all have interest in different things. And I'm just, you know, I'm out here trying to and the guys that I'm, I got a group of like 200 DJs in Texas that I deal with. And I'm trying to motivate these guys to go to more conferences and go get educated because, you know, there's only so much I can go and come back and tell people about. It. I want to make sure that every, you know, they know about everything that's out there. Yeah. And, and, you know, we had a lot of people from Texas, you know, LaForce came out, um, you know, they're from Dallas. Yeah. Um, you know, we had Nate Nelson, we had Mike Villa, uh, Justin, the DJ, you know, they came out, they hung out. Um, they did a silent disco for us in the first night, which was amazing. You know, that's something that really doesn't happen over here. And a lot of people didn't have a chance to experience until then. So, mm -hmm. you know, we're definitely planning some stuff for next year. That's going to be off the charts. So, yeah, I'm gonna reach out to you too about, uh, I might, 
I'm gonna try to get in and do something with you too. I'm yeah, talking. Let me to know, man. Somebody else about getting in on the show too. But yeah, trying to do some stuff, trying to broaden my horizons. And I might have a product to release to you too. Maybe I'll do it at your show. Hey, we can talk. We can definitely yeah. talk. Yeah, yeah. But all right, let me get back to the last few questions. So tell the listeners how they can get in contact with Tyler and uh harvest the sound how they can follow you guys on instagram tiktok wherever you might yeah be. so everything on social media is at harvest the sound or at harvest the sound uh boston on facebook um you know we're not on tiktok yet we're working on it we have some stuff that we got to upload yeah, we all um, need a social media manager Ugh. yeah we do you know <laughs> we we have lou paris who's been absolutely amazing with you know content and stuff like that it, it gets hard managing it yourself especially once you get bigger and you have a lot more stuff to post and stuff like that but you know we have some stuff coming that we're going to be working on so you know cat from nlfx you know did an awesome job you know getting some footage and stuff like that of the speaker yeah, shootout and some that. other stuff i love so, you her know, mam videos when yeah. she mams or different things and she does a product review i never forget her and ben standing on that remember that facade that they made yep. like and she's bouncing on the facade as they put it yep so, i remember that yeah. and then content Content Rachel Lynch has a ton of content too, you know, even yeah. her, you know, sledding down the hill on the, uh, on the Danny Max, uh, you know, DJ console. That was, that was pretty I cool. So. That one. I'm gonna have to go find that one, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. And then she did some good stuff for Keith, uh, doing yep. live content. I think she, I know she went live at job conference too. Mm -hmm. I didn't get a yep, chance. She went a few times. She, she did the whole, yeah, she did the whole Cleveland Terry, um, keynote. And then she did a lot of the speaker shootout too. Yeah, I know she did the opening day, something, first day, and I think I was getting ready to go into a meeting and I didn't get to watch it. But I was, you know, paying attention. I say, somebody's doing it. I want to see what they do and see if I can learn, reach out and talk to these guys. And, you know, and it's just good to see people just trying to leave the industry better than we found it. No matter what you do, is the whole my whole thing is I want to leave it better than I found it, teach the next one so that everybody 100%. that's behind us is better because the old heads – wasn't great on sharing. You never, know. never were, never will be. Yeah. <laughs> you so know, I want to get away from that mentality because if I make you better, you can charge more. Exactly. You make me better. I can, and we just keep bringing the industry up instead of being stagnant and fighting with each other and yep. lowballing and cutting. And, and my up. principle is, is if you charge more, I can charge more. Yes. So, you know, we're all in this together, you know, that there's really no sense in keeping everything a secret. And, you know, the, the more we can learn and the more we can, we can network with our peers, the better off the industry is going to be. Yes, yes, yes. So, man, I'm not going to hold you long. I'm going to let you enjoy your holidays. I'm going to enjoy mine. I'm, I'm I'm on the road as it is. Uh, at my mom spending Christmas in the SIP. So I'm just, uh, just trying to enjoy it. But, you know, I'm still working, trying to make get these podcasts, get shows in and do interviews. and Got to keep the hustle up. Yeah, got to keep it going. <laughs> but, man, I look forward to meeting you guys and seeing y'all next year. I'm definitely going to talk to my wife and try to get my tickets before February the 31st. January 31st. <laughs> I, I had a look. Yeah, I, I had to look. So it's okay. <laughs> hey man, it's a lot be rolling through these brains. We're we're already planning hard, you know. There's a lot that goes into these, and it literally started three days before uh Harvest of Sound 2022. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, so. once something it's almost like you planning a party. I got a friend, I just did I do this big party here in Mississippi every year. We already planning for uh ticket sales going out, starting yep. uh the the minute that party was over. Yep. But yeah. So, but yeah, we'll be releasing, uh, you know, the, the tentative dates right now is going to be the second week of December, um, okay. which, what is that? The I thought it was going to be the first week in December. When it I was. There was some, there were some issues with the hotel that we're going to be having it at. Um, okay, let me so look, because I want to make sure. I'm it would be the 11th, 12th, and 13th, tentatively. Tentatively. Okay. 
And what made you pick that time frame? Was it nothing else going on? There's nothing else going on. Yeah. You know, it's a month and a half after DJ Collective, and it's two months before um, Max and PBX. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if we were to move it anywhere else, we'd be, you know, in between NAM and Midwest and Marquee and, you know, all these other conferences and trying to fit it in sometime in the summertime. And a lot of people are busier in the summertime, you know, yeah. so we figured December is when people start winding down the most, you know, first, second week of December, you're not doing too many holiday parties at that point. So we figured that would be, you know, the best time to do it. And it's, it's worked well for us. But you know what, I, this is how I look at it now, no matter when you do it, what you do, people are going to make excuses. Either Always. You know, come support, they're going to support. Always. If they're not, they're going to, oh, I can't, that's the wrong time. Man, it's on a Monday during the holidays. Yeah, it might <laughs> be some Christmas parties in there, but you, to go get some good education, you can pop out for three days and pop back and be back Thursday for that Christmas party or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So we try to go after the weekend and before the weekend. So we're like smack dab there in yeah. the middle of the month somewhere. Yeah, I, so. I like it. So I'm I'm gonna definitely put it on my calendar as a holder for this year and make plans to come and see Boston. Hopefully it won't be too cold. Shouldn't be. Right now it it's not horrible, but it's not great. But last week was absolutely amazing. So what is it it's temperature right now? Uh right now it is uh 42 oh man you just it was 37 in mississippi yesterday yeah it's it's colder in mississippi <laughs> than it is here right now but That's last week wild. it was it was the high 50s i know because justin was going around he had on a little small jacket everywhere he went so it was pretty cool but brother thank you anything you want to say before we jump off of here i really thank you for jumping on with me this morning and we uh, just we hope to see as many of you out next year as possible you know we we need support to keep growing the show and you know keep putting on the show obviously the show is not free you know to, to put on so but you know, that's we, not a bad price man for premium education i mean most of the dj conferences are pretty reasonable there's not any i mean i've seen some conferences 6.99 5.99 and you know, people get mad about one hundred and seventy-five dollars. That's an hour of your time and something. Even you know? even at full price of two twenty-five, we're still the cheapest ticket prices for any DJ conference there is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so by a good amount too. So yeah, we're so, trying to make it affordable for everybody because we want as many people to come out and get the content as they can. You know, this isn't something that we're doing to make money. You know, last year we lost money. You know, we're hoping not to lose money this year and kind of break even and maybe have a little bit something left over so you for last September y'all lost money or December December yeah December we ended up paying um not a ton but you know we, we paid some of some of it out of pocket you know between you know me Lou Chris and you know a couple of uh okay I'm gonna say this hey y'all gotta go support these guys support, help us out support support <laughs> get the sponsorship up Danny I'm talking to you I'm talking to anybody else then oh Danny Danny is a huge supporter of the yeah. the DJ industry you know there, there's no DB, doubt that um DJ event planner, all those guys. All they those were stuff. there. They were all there. And, and you yeah, know, we love sure. them. And it's, you know, those are companies that we love. You know, Q, Simple Systems. Um, you know, we had Toad out there. Uh, Danny Max, uh, NLFX. We had Request Now. We had a whole bunch of people. Yeah. Uh, Request Now. Is that a mm -hmm. new one? or? No, that started back during COVID. Um, Matt Arbach started it. And it's an amazing program. You know, I've been using it since it came out. You know, I use it for a whole bunch of different things, and it's just it, it's an amazing, amazing little program. And he has a video wall out now too, where people can text pictures to you, and you can actually put the pictures up on your TV screen. There's been a couple of those yep. out there. I'm, I forgot those guys that were out of New York that had one a long time ago. It was that's cool. well, the request now is out of New York. Yeah, maybe. Well, no, that wasn't the name of it though. But 
Okay. No, that's cool. There's see, now I'm, I, I'm getting interested. More stuff I want to see. Or and there's going to be more next year. A lot more. We're, we're going to have more than double the amount of vendors next year than we had this year. Man, keep growing the show, brother. I'm glad y'all. That's the plan. Keep growing. And uh, I'm definitely, I'm going to put it out. I'm coming next year. I'm going to hey, come. Man, I can't wait to meet you. I can't wait to meet your wife. It's going to be a great time. All right. Thank you for jumping on, brother. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Happy holidays. And uh, we'll see you in the future. Somewhere. Same to you, man. Thanks for having me. All right, brother. All right. All right.